Hello and welcome to the Bundaberg Now podcast, brought to you by the Bundaberg Regional Council. This podcast is all about showcasing news, events and people in our beautiful region. I'm your host, Genevieve Lyons, and today on the show, we hear from the original true blue Aussie himself, John Williamson, who has an upcoming show at the Moncrief. We also hear about the Easter activities planned to keep kids and adults entertained over the long weekend. Then we hear about how councillors and community elders connected at the Autumn Yarning Circle at Alexandra Park. And finally, we learn about the Bundaberg Blazers and their entry into the International Dragon Dancing Competition. But first, here's a quick news recap from this week's top stories. Australian Red Cross Lifeblood is calling for more donors this Easter as the organisation's stocks of O-negative continue to drop. One third of Australia's blood supply comes from New South Wales and last week's flooding means many of the state's donors were unable to donate. Added to this is the upcoming Easter long weekend, which is a challenging time for blood supplies as many donors take a break. If you can donate, contact the Australian Red Cross to book. The Apex Club of Bundaberg has been awarded $10,000 in funding by the Bundaberg Regional Council in support of the 2021 Cane to Coral event. The funding allocation was approved at March 30's Ordinary Meeting as part of Council's Partnerships and Sponsorships Grant Program. The Royal Australian Mint has launched Australia's newest circulating coin, designed by Bundaberg artist Sinead Sutton. The $2 coin commemorates the Indigenous men and women who've served in the military. It features a black handprint in the centre, surrounded by dots in the colours of the Defence Force's tri-service flag. Keep an eye out, it will be released into circulation in the coming weeks. And that's the weekly news wrap. He is Australia's true blue icon, and his songs have become part of Australian culture. John Williamson is coming to Bundaberg as part of his nationwide Winding Back tour. Adele Moore spoke to John about what Winding Back means for his fans. So welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks so much for making the time to speak with me today. It's my pleasure, Adele. Nice to talk to you. Can you tell me a little bit about your Winding Back tour that you're travelling with? <laughs> well, it's, it's a winding back uh, tour that was going to happen last year and for obvious reasons um, it's been postponed to this, to this year which means it's, uh, you know, I've jammed it up, postponed a lot of the shows last year and pushed them uh, to this year and uh, so while I'm calling a winding back, it's a pretty busy one. <laughs> yeah, uh, the winding back means that I'm... Uh, not really going to work as hard from now on, maybe, you know, uh, so some of the smaller venues I may not do again, but you never know. Having 11 months off has probably made me keen to get back into it. Yeah, so are you excited to get back on stage and start performing again? Of course, yes. I've done two weekends uh, now, uh, Western New South Wales and down in Adelaide, so I know I can still do it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Sure. So how about coming here to Bundaberg, to regional Queensland? Are you excited about that? Yeah, of course. I've, I've, I've done the Moncrief a lot of times and uh, it's always been a lot of fun. I've always um, met some great people because I always, uh, maybe it won't be on this. I don't know what the rules are with COVID still meeting people after the show. But uh, anyway, uh, it's just nice to see the smiling faces in the 
first few rows and uh, and nice to go driving through that beautiful red basalt sugarcane country. Definitely. Well, we're so excited to have you come here. Um, just about winding back. So you're not retiring. You're just sort of winding down. No, that's, winding back gives <laughs> me the opportunity to really work as hard or as little as I like. Yeah, uh, you know, it is 50 years. It'll be 51 in June. So, um, I, you know, I'll certainly be doing all the festivals and uh, the bigger venues. But I guess, Adele, as long as I can still play the guitar, you know, arthritis doesn't take over, and uh, and I I don't forget my lyrics. Not so much forgetting lyrics, but you know, as you get older, you start to uh, drift a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So you mentioned it's going to be fifty-one years since your career started this year, and your songs have become unofficial anthems for Australians. What legacy do you hope you're leaving? Well, you know. Uh, in the first few years I started in this business, I I was quoted as saying, "If I can write a handful of songs that uh, will will last after I'm gone, I'll, I'll have done my job." But I, uh, so it's nice that True Blue at least has got into the archives. So that's one that won't be forgotten, I think. But uh, uh, but I'm still writing stuff, you know. I uh, I've written a song called The Great Divide, which I'll put in the the show. It's just how we all felt during that uh, terrible. 2020 when we couldn't go anywhere outside our state, sometimes not even outside our homes. You know, I think I've been very lucky to make a living out of, number one, making people happy and maybe making them realise how how great Australia is and what there is to see and how many wonderful characters there are. There's probably not many Australians have seen as much of, of this country as I have, but then I still don't claim to have seen much. So you get a lot of your inspiration from the Australian landscape and wildlife. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I often, yeah, it's, it's because I, you know, I'm a, I am a conservationist. I, I really hate to see, you know, people not appreciating the, the land they live in. You know, um, and uh, I promote that a lot. Um, I have done a, a lot in charity things for our environment, but. Um, uh, and you know, with the bushfires and all the rest that's happening, it's, uh, it has had, had an impact on a lot of our wildlife, and that's a shame. I think that's so much a part of our own character is is, is the way this, you know, the climate here and and the different areas that that, that uh, create, you know, a wonderful Australia and the people living it and what we live in. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you mentioned the charities you work with. Um, I read on your website you do promote the True Blue causes. So are they mostly conservation, environmental-focused causes? Uh, yeah, because, you know, like when people say, what about the people? But as far as I'm concerned, that's what makes Aussies happy, you know, that we may take it for granted at times, but it's it's the beaches and it's the, you know, as I said, it's all the one that, I mean, Queensland's got so much of the nice country and places to live and... Uh, that's what makes us uh, happy Australians, you know. So the environment, you're not going to be uh, happy if it's all gone. Because I think Aussies are pretty generous when it comes to hardships. And I have been a farmer, so I understand the hardships of drought. So 51 years since you moved from being a farmer to a musician, do you think you would still be a farmer now if you hadn't have, you know, taken that leap of faith to start with? 
That's a good question, Adele. I, I, I probably would have, but it, it's a tough game, you know. Like we, you know, you can have a fantastic year and then, or, and then uh, have no no crop at all the next year, you know. So it's it's uh, my business. Is, you know, there's no disappointments in in my career. It was actually a big drought that uh, made me realise that you know there's a better way to make a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, luckily I was uh, able to write music and uh, play music, and that was my hobby that I've turned into a career, you know. Yeah, great. And what a career it's been. Um, it's just amazing. So the last question that I'll ask for you, do you have a favourite song from all your, you know, songs that you have? What's your favourite one to perform and get the audience going? Well, because I've asked that all the time, I have to pick one, but, you know. <laughs> I don't really like picking one, but I suppose Galleries of Pink Colours is the one I I tend to choose because it, there's a lot in that song. It's um, it's exactly what we've just been talking about. It's about um, you know the lad leaving the farm to make a quid, you know, and that's uh, not as though we weren't successful farmers, but I just I did leave the farm to uh, find a better way to make a quid, I suppose. But it, it it's it. Uh, it's not only about the love, a love of country, but that song. It's also about the hardships on the land, and uh, dedicated to my mum and dad. Also, there's a dedication to Dorothea McKellar in that song, where um, where I mentioned sunburned country in it. You know, so there's a few things in that. I wrote that in a, a motel room when I was uh, in Gunnedah, which was the area where Dorothea McKellar wrote um, a sunburned country. Yeah, great. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me today. And for our audiences listening, um, don't miss the original True Blue Aussie in person at the Moncrief on Thursday, the 15th of April. Thank you. See you there, Thank you, Adele. Nice to talk to you. The spectacular Bundaberg Blazers have entered an international dragon dancing tournament held in Nanning, China. They were invited to submit a video of their performance to be eligible for the prize and we wish them the best of luck. PCYC program coordinator Trevor Stanfast spoke to Bundaberg now about the competition and the history of the Dragon Dance Group. Uh, so the competition has been uh, that we've entered now has been running in China for many years, for decades, and three years ago we were asked to, uh, to think about going over to China and, and performing and funny enough, last year we were starting the planning process of bringing uh, children, uh, our team and, and, and some of our leaders over to China to, to enter the competition and, and, um, and then COVID hit and that was the end of that. And, and since then we've sort of rethought, uh, you know, and, and we're very, very lucky that they've, they've made an offer to us to, to uh, put a video performance into the competition. We really didn't know too much about the competition. We knew that it was on and we just presumed that they'd cancelled it again this year, but, but obviously they've, um, they've brought it forward. Um, it's an invitation only. Uh, we have a, a really good relationship with um, our uh, sister city, Nanning, and, uh, and from that we've got to know through the delegations that's, that have come over to Bundaberg for the last 10 or 12 years, we've got to know uh, different uh, you know, mayors and deputy mayors and dignitaries and, and, uh, and got, built a bit of a relationship that way. So, we're, well, the performers uh, are 
as far as the competition is concerned, is they're mainly from all over China, and they they converge on Nanning and and uh, uh, take part in the competition. And they don't normally have outside uh, um, you know countries coming and and performing. And uh, when when they discussed it with us originally, they they. Uh, they thought, oh, actually, it's not a bad idea to to bring others. I mean, there's other professional teams all throughout Australia that that um, would be more than suitable joining in. As far as our team is concerned, we started. Uh, so we were asked by the Bundaberg Regional Council. They had a big old dragon that they wanted uh, a, a team to perform at Chinese New Year, uh, and we. Uh, thought, oh, well, it's an excellent opportunity for our kids to come together as a team. Uh, we we performed at all of the Bundaberg Regional Council events, including Children's Festival. And then uh, over the, the years, we've performed in Brisbane. The Brisbane City, um, Brisbane City Hall was a really good one. Redcliffe, uh, Gainder, Gladstone, Harvey Bay, and a few other cities around. Next year, we're uh, planning to go to Bendigo, so and perform. And we've been invited to perform at a um, festival they have there. And in Bendigo, they have the largest dragon in the Southern Hemisphere, which is takes 100 poles, so it's a bit bigger than ours. Uh, we originally, um, the original dragon was a 12-person dragon. It was so heavy that it, that it took. Um, so one person would run the head for two rounds and then they were so tired they'd swap over to another person. Uh, and then uh, we actually called that dragon Tickles. And, um, and it's actually at the PCYC. It's going to be mounted in the foyer of the PCYC. It's retired now. Uh, we realised that we, we needed a performance dragon, so a lightweight dragon and uh, um, something that was uh, suited the colours of our uh, of our sister city, so um, we contacted them, and then we made a purchase, and uh, and this is what we have now. So this one has um, LED lighting in it as well. So sometimes we do night performances where we turn all the lights off, and then the light the uh, dragon comes to life. And our, our crew, we're, I mean, we're novice, but we enjoy what we do, and that's the the thing is that the the kids enjoy it, we enjoy it. So um, and and it gives us something to do rather than kids playing on uh, digital games and telephones and things like that. From science experiments, arts and crafts, and even a guided nature walk through Baldwin Swamp, there is so much on offer throughout Council's facilities these school holidays. Here's Rowana from Parks to tell us more about these activities. There are plenty of activities these Easter school holidays at the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens. Come down and pick up the Garden Kids activity sheet. We've specially designed it for April around what's flowering, fruiting and what animals you can see in the gardens. This sheet is perfect for preschool children. They can find and circle words. They can draw in the pictures that are missing. They can search and find pictures. They can do some counting and it's a great fun activity. You can also pick up some great other self-guided activity sheets including an I Spy sheet We've got a magical blooming flowers activity sheet where you can actually create your own flowers that will bloom made out of paper and just a little bit of water. You can also take a closer look at what's in your backyard and create your own plant press. And we've got a fun garden bingo activity sheet. Now you can download these activities from discoverbundaberg.com.au or you can drop into the Bundaberg Botanic Gardens and pick these sheets up from Cafe 1928. 
We've also got another exciting activities in the gardens. We're calling out for all the kids or actually anyone in the community to create a nature-based drawing and pop it into a box in the cafe. What we'll do with your drawings is we're going to be hanging them on a special tree called the drawing tree in the gardens. It's going to be like an outdoor nature exhibition. There's a beautiful lemon-scented gum, a Carimbia citriodora, just down behind the cafe near the boardwalk where the top lake is. We'll have lots of signage so you'll know where it is. We're going to be hanging all the drawings in the tree over the holidays. Now, as well as the gardens, there's lots of activities happening in many of our other council facilities. The Moncrief has a fantastic show called A Bee Story. This is a physical theatre workshop for children and families and explores ways that we can work together in sticky situations while celebrating our native Australian flora and fauna. The Bundaberg Library has Dr. Joe, the travelling scientist, coming along for some fun and fascinating science activities. There's also going to be a fun rainbow dance party at the Moncrief Entertainment Centre. Children's Library has craft activities such as flower making, so if you're into nature, don't miss that one. And we also have some great activities at the Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery with Messy Myrtle getting up to a whole lot of mischief. Childers Library has also got some fun science activities, craft activities, and don't miss reading at Jinjin Library. So these school holidays, hop on to whatsonbundaberg.com.au to have a look at all the activities. And don't forget your mask and have a terrific Easter holidays. Yarning circles are a modern take on a traditional Indigenous ceremony designed to connect people in the community. The seasonal catch-ups were started by Council's Cultural Development Officer, Selena Hill. Here she is speaking about the most recent one at Alexandra Park. As a part of Council, we, we're holding yarning circles with uh, community elders from Bundaberg, Jinjin and Childers. Um, and every, just one every season so that um, that's cultural ways to celebrate um, our season. So traditionally a yarning circle um, came from ceremonial circles so like there was men's business, women's business then they came together for shared tribal business um, in the celebration of song and dance. So traditionally ceremonial cir circles but today in we live a contemporary lifestyle so we're using the yarning circle concept from long ago as a way to come together and just have a good old yarn. Um, so you can't go past having a good yarn, um, good food, good company. And it's just a way of bringing our community elders together and seeing as a, as a means for our councillors to get to know our community elders and also for our community elders to see what's happening in council. And obviously coming back to the Sioux, um, because from an Aboriginal perspective, we are the voices for our plants and animals. So reconnecting our community elders with the, with the animals at the zoo um, as a means to just bring back 
you know, a bit of the, the old heart in looking after each other and looking after country. Just having a yarn about it, sitting around and sharing what other news is happening between council and elders. So if any of the elders want to come along, just call council and um, we'll put your name on our SMS list and every before every yarning circle we send out a, an SMS. So everybody's welcome. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Join me again next week for more news and stories from across our region. Bye for now.